1: Michelle is gonna come up and bless us with a spoken word.
0: And in this moment, I am completely abandoned, faced with an impossible mission, an absurd idea. Left alone, I have done nothing, No crime committed, no offense has taken place. I did not ask for any of this, I didn't do anything wrong, and yet, abandoned. Nowhere to go, so I have to leave. I find my ship and I set sail for an impossible voyage, only me and my one friend who believes me. We head off, not knowing quite what we are looking for. When we face the waters, we have come to see how unforgiving the sea really is. The low in every direction can't make up its mind, and my mind is troubled, stuck between this gripping fear of loneliness and a hope for a brighter tomorrow. The waters are calm now, but not in a way of peace, more in a way to taunt me with my thoughts, and I'm not sure how much longer we can handle this. Time is almost up, and we still have nowhere to turn. And then, I see it a lighthouse, bringing us warmth and comfort, knowing we aren't far off, feeling overwhelmed with the light of life, and love, we set sail for shore, find ourselves a lowly place to stay, but at least it's something and I couldn't be happier. As the hard time passes, she looks down at her baby boy, and realizes that he is the love that will fill the world, that all the loneliness and abandonment she went through would cease to exist, as her baby is the gift of love like no other, never failing, never ending, forever enough. She is abandoned no more. She is lonely no more. She is loved forevermore. God is with us.
1: So here we go Advent, the coming, the arrival of the Messiah. You know, there was this expectation or a waiting or a longing that kind of linked the past hope for the coming Messiah to our hope in Christ today, to our hope for the blessed hope when he returns again. And you know, really, last week, Brian and Sherry unwrapped the gift of hope for you. And you can still probably watch that on our uh, archive of the live stream or on the Facebook page if you scroll down a little bit. But today, we're going to be unwrapping the gift of love. And we know through research or studies that have been done that 19% of all engagements actually happen in the month of December. How many knew that? More than any other month. In fact, the number one day for people to pop the question is Christmas Eve. The number two day is Christmas Day, followed by New Year's Day. And then coming up in fourth place is Valentine's Day. So love is in the air. <laughs> Even if you're not planning on getting engaged in the next two weeks, or maybe your romantic prospects are pretty dismal at the moment. Some are really happy at this point in the, their life, and some are really lonely at this point in their life. But really, I don't want to let these things distract us from what we want to talk to you about today, which is the real love story that's going on. And in 1 John chapter 4, I'm going to read 9 through 11 for you. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. You know, the greatest love story ever was God clothed himself with human flesh, became a man, lived and walked among us, he died for us. He rose from the dead and he ascended back into heaven. But now he calls us his family. He calls us his sons and his daughters because really in Christ it's just one generation. So
2: um, hopefully many of you have received our devotional, the gifts of Christmas that we've been going through this Advent season. And so I'm gonna read from you a little uh, excerpt from the book. On page 35, and it's God's love in us in action. In the foreword to the book Love Does, Donald Miller wrote We don't like to put hands and feet on love. When love is a theory, it's safe, it's free of risk. But love in the brain changes nothing. A car or airplane is safer parked, but what good is it? Each is created for motion and transport, for action, and love is the same. And love in the hands and feet changes everything. God put hands and feet on his love. He took action. He poured out love in and through the gift of his son to reach his broken and fallen creation, us. And he calls us to do the same as he did toward people. The Christmas season can threaten to choke out our love with its busyness and expectations, but it can also provide natural opportunities to reach out to others with love in action. Let's look for those and choose life-giving, expressing opportunities today. So let's allow God's love to move us into action. So it's really important that we understand here that there are, you know, we hear love is a verb an action where we can say, I love you, I love you, and tell everybody in our lives or pe- the people around us, I love you. But unless we're showing them by things that we're doing, those words can just fall to the floor and drop and be lifeless, actually meaningless and mean nothing. And the Word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 13one to 3, if I could speak all languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, There's some action happening. He's talking about doing good things, about feeding the poor and laying down his life and all of those things. But what's the motivation behind those things? If it's not love, then it means nothing. It will fall to the floor. It will disappear. It means nothing. There's no eternal value to that which is not driven by love. And it's really important that... We understand that we can do lots of things. We can do things, you know, with a bad attitude, with an agenda in mind, with you scratch my back, I scratch yours. We have an agenda in mind. There's benefits in it for us. There's all kinds of reasons why we do the things we do or we help somebody else out because they're helping us. But if love isn't the motivating factor, then we don't have the wheels to keep that in motion. And it's really important that we... Take note that Jesus literally put hands and feet to his love when he came to earth as a baby and born on earth as a human being. And then he used those hands and feet to lay hands on the sick, to raise the dead. And he used those feet to walk and walk miles and miles to those who were hurting. He put his love into action. And so it's important that we can do those things towards one another. And we're all familiar with this scripture. Uh, It's the famous love scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7, and then verse 13. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So we're talking about, in doing this devotional, the gifts of Christmas. So we've got hope and then love and then joy and peace. But it's really important that we realize these gifts that we've been given, they're not just gifts for Christmas. They're gifts for life. They're gifts for living. They're gifts for a lifestyle as Christians that we are supposed to live. And it's really important that we take note in the Word of God that it says, the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love is because hope, peace, joy, And so many of the other attributes that are a part of love are all wrapped up in that one word, love. Perfect love, God's perfect love, is the absolute perfect expression of God's goodness in the world. And God is good. God is love. His Perfect love casts out fear. His perfect love quiets you. His perfect love makes all things new. His perfect love is the love that makes you a new creation in Christ, completely transform you. A love so powerful that the fullness of it, the richness of it, completely takes you over. If you've experienced it, then all you want to do is, out of the overflow of that love, is share it with somebody else. And give it, give it to them, because you've experienced the fullness of that love, His love that gives life, the love that conquers all, and the love that never
1: fails. Amen? Ephesians chapter 3, 17 to 19. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, How wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You know, in life, there's these easy love tests, I call them, that we all fail often. And, uh, you know, you're going through life and someone cuts you off and you can walk in love or you can yell back at them, you know, that kind of thing. But I actually passed one of these tests this week. I got to tell you all about this. I was
2: actually really proud of him. He did really good. He responded better than I.
1: Absolutely better so, than I. So I had this appointment to get some snow tires put on my car and I went in at 8.30 in the morning and, you know, I was going to have them change the oil while they were in there. So tires, oil... Well, needless to say, 10.45 when I went to pick up my car, they changed the oil, but they kinda neglected to put the tires on, and it was, yeah, it was kinda oops, Um, but we can take you right now, but I'm like, but I've got other places to be. I've already been here for a while, (laughs) so uh, I, I went back a little bit later that day, and it took about twice as long as I anticipated, not including the time that I had spent in the morning, so hour and a half job five hours, but that's okay. I didn't get angry. I didn't yell at anyone. (laughs) I basically just had, we've been studying love this week, so when I got in the situation, I immediately said, okay, Holy Spirit, what would love do? Oh, you guys must have made a little mistake. That's okay. Can we just do this? So we fixed it. But you know, that seems like a little thing, but how we react and and act in those situations, I still have to work on catching myself with my kids. Those are the little love tests, you know, that we encounter all the time. But you know, sometimes we hit some storms. Sometimes a marriage breaks up. Sometimes you lose a loved one. Sometimes you have a fight with your best friend and it doesn't resolve. Sometimes there's an illness or a disease that comes into someone that you love or yourself. Sometimes we lose our job. Sometimes things don't work out as we think they should. Sometimes we struggle with an addiction. Drugs or alcohol or pornography or there's many things people are addicted to. When those storms hit our life, the love response sometimes isn't always as easy to find. But I want to I show you something because in Ephesians chapter 3, when Paul's talking about how wide and how long and how deep is God's love for us, he frames that passage in light of his suffering and his trial, if you go back to around verse 13. And he's saying, look, it's not about my present sufferings or trials. Really, it's about the love of God. And and I think what he did is he reframed it in light of God's love for him. And when we find ourselves in storms and it's tough and we're not sure if we're going to make it another day, another moment, another minute, we got to reframe it in light of God's love because you know what? Our Father really does love you. And his love for you is never ending, and it's never stopped. And he doesn't stop loving you no matter what you're going through. No matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what pain you're currently, he's right there with you and he loves you. And his love for you will not change. And now when we reframe it through his love, and we start experiencing the width and the length and the depth and the height of his love, He makes us good enough, and strong enough, and brave enough to overcome. And fear has to flee, and sickness has to vanish, right? And hope returns, and the love that has grown cold gets rekindled, because when we spend time in his presence and we receive his love, and that's the second part of this, because there's many, we find, as we go through the journey of life, and whether through their family of origin, Or whether through life beating them up, they have a really hard time receiving love. I'm amazed at how many people don't feel that they're worthy to receive God's love. They don't feel that they're good enough. They don't feel that they're worthy. They don't feel that they deserve it. They don't feel that God would even consider loving them. But the truth is, God loves you. And you need to have an understand it. And he loves you so much that you will never in this life fully understand how great his love for you is. And he doesn't stop loving you because you go through a storm or you fail a love test. He continues to love you from the day you're born throughout all of eternity.
2: So, my husband, he had the perfect opportunity to, you know, get a little upset and not walk in love, but he reframed it, and he took the opportunity to do something absolutely wonderful and bless his wife.
1: What did you do, honey? Oh, I was going to talk about that in a few minutes. (laughs) So, while I had lots of time, (laughs) because they were fixing my car around two, I was you know, and maybe God designed this, and and I'm getting a little ahead of myself in the message here. Um, I found these really pretty flowers that I thought my wife would like, and you guys got to understand, like, every person speaks a different love language, and, like, my wife, flowers don't really speak to her most of the time. Like, a, a new purse or a new pair of shoes, that that's, that's talking her language. So... It would work out better for me if I put a shiny new pair of shoes on the table that were her style and her, you know, she would like that more than probably some flowers normally. However, I can get away with these random flowers. But you can never
2: fail with sharing God's love, which is absolutely what you did.
1: So I um, had some time to come across these flowers and I thought, you know what, my wife would really like those. So um, I picked up these flowers and brought them home and we had to borrow a vase because everything we own is packed up (laughs) practically in a box because (laughs) anyways, um, it was awesome. Anyway, I'll come back to that in a minute, okay?
2: Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go on. So we're going to keep you in suspense about the end of it. It's really good. So I want to talk to you about inheritance and legacy, giving and receiving, because you can't have one without the other. They respond off of each other. And you need both of them. You need a giver and you need a receiver. So inheritance is something that you receive done well and done right when you receive it and you give it out. It becomes legacy and you give it out. So this year has been, oh my gosh, okay. I made it through first service. Mike, give me Kleenex. (laughs) It's going to be all good. All right. Okay. It's been a difficult year. Um, I will be welcoming 2018 with expectation and hope for a better year. But this past March, we lost my grandmother. Shortly, very shortly thereafter, a couple months later, we lost my father. And it was was difficult. But this is our first Christmas that we're going to have without them there. And not only that, for... You know, I'm sure for some reason, like uh, m- several years ago, we also uh, lost my baby brother suddenly, Andrew. And so for this, this year, I'm really keenly feeling the loss and the, their presence not there. And this year, we had to sell my uh, grandmother's home. And it's the only place we've ever known for 60 years plus family. Love, together, relationships. Always at Situ's house. Always at my grandmother's house. There, there was no option to have it anywhere else. It was at Situ's house. And not because her house was the only place. She, it was the gathering place for relationships to build, to be nurtured and fostered, to be developed, and for us to grow up and secure and just family all around. And she gave us... She received a legacy and she gave us the inheritance and now it's our job to pass on the legacy. So, funny story, I'm Lebanese, where's my brother? There he is. We don't care about turkey, we just want kibbi. For all of you that don't know, like, we want the kibbi. And sit through my grandmother, she would be making the kibbi years and years and years and years. And for any of you that don't know, you know, making kibbi is not easy, okay? Like when you have to make the kibbi, and my grandfather, he would grind the meat and everything and all of that. But Situ, she had to do a lot of the hard work. Like, when you make it, you have to use, like, frigid, like, absolutely, like, freezing, almost like frostbite your hands, cold water. And she'd be making the kibbeh and everything. And, you know, kibbeh's ready. Everybody comes to the table. You don't have to tell anybody to come to the table. The kibbeh is ready. So um, in the last few years that she was alive, she, her hands couldn't do it anymore. And she wasn't able to make the kibbeh, and somebody, you know, had to step up to receive the inheritance, the legacy that she was passing on. So my brother stepped up, some selfish reasons, I'm sure, because you know he had to have the kibbeh. But he stepped up, and he's like, "I want to learn sittho. I want to learn how to make the kibbeh." So over the next course of time, she poured into him. Making, how to make the kimpi. How do I do this? And I remember there was one time and all of us were around because we, we, we had to see this, Joey making the kimby, like, And him and getting his hands in the freezing cold water and everything. We had to all see this reaction. You know, like my mom and my aunts, all of us were like watching. And, you know, I, I won't forget his face. You know, he's teaching him how to do it and he's getting his hands in there and he's trying to mix it and everything and all of that. And he's like, like, I need a break. This water is like, freezing like I can't how did you do and he's looking at Situ's like how do you do this and she just stops and she looks up at him and she says you know in her Situ way her voice is like because I love you and you could see like in him it hit him at that moment in time and it connected with him at that moment and then he he looks up at everybody else he's like well I don't love all y'all that much so I'm only doing this because I love Situ not you and it was, it was awesome, it was, it was, it was awesome. But giving and receiving, when both are done well, the driving force behind it is love. That's what makes it eternal, that's what gives it wheels, that's love in motion, love in action, that's what happens. And so like this year, that, that tradition that we have, it's always at Situ's house, you know, this year, it, it can't be at Sithu's house, but it's going to be at my brother's house this year and he's gonna make the be the way we make the kibbe. And we're gonna come together at his house, and even though we may be feeling sad that my sithu's not there and my dad and my brother, so much greater is the love that's available to me if I receive it, that comforts me when we're all sitting around the table and we're sharing a meal together, like Situ taught us, like she passed on to us, and we received the inheritance, and she gave it to us, and that was a legacy, and now we give it out, and it's legacy. Where's all the young people here? I'm young, I mean 18, 20, 30, like... 45. Yeah. Yeah. okay, sincerely, from, from my heart, let me just, impart to you a little bit of wisdom right now, just from experience, from receiving inheritance, and now having an opportunity to be a mom, pass on legacy to my children. For you young people, do not turn up your nose at tradition that's powered by love that its wheels are in motion because love that your mom and dad are sharing with you, that that your grandparents are sharing with you, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is in your family, that they are connected. It's relationship. It's face to face, passing on, receiving inheritance, giving away legacy. It's how love keeps going. It's eternal, and the cycle never ends. And God promises you He said, there's a reason to give honor to those in uh, um, your mother and your father, to those in authority over you, because he promises that with long life, he will satisfy you and it will be well with you on the earth because you gave honor and respect to those who have gone before you and received inheritance and given legacy. And those are the moments I tell you honestly, that when I'm sitting around the table And I have received inheritance from my grandmother and I'm able to give legacy to my children. When I get excited about telling them stories about us growing up or sharing the holidays and they got to be, you know, they were so blessed. They got to know their great-grandmother, their great-grandfather a little bit. And they got to see the excitement and I got to share with them as a child. This is how it used to be, you know, when I was a kid and we used to do this and this is what we did. And these are the moments that just a smile comes on my face and I can't help it. Those moments bring me such comfort and peace and joy because I received those moments and I'm passing them on to my children. So take them in. Don't just let the moments pass you by. They're connection points and it's face-to-face connection points. We need that. God created us to be relational, face-to-face connection. He came down to earth as a human being, to make face-to-face connection with you. Hands and feet, face-to-face connection with his children. He didn't just stay up in heaven and tell you, I love you. He came down and he showed you. So receive what's been given to you. It's your inheritance, but then it doesn't stop there. If you receive well, you give it out as your legacy, and it perpetuates and it keeps going. Amen?
1: Amen. Amen. Preaching, good, babe. So in Christ, we receive hope and love. And then we, in turn, are able to share with others the hope and love that he's given to us. And our legacy is to give those things that Christ has given to us to others. In 1 John 4, if you continue reading where I was in verse 19, we love each other because he loved us first. So because we receive the love of God, then we can give the love of God to others. And I think the first place that we need to share love is in our homes, with our families. And I'll, I'll flash back now to the random flowers and, and learning my, loves, my wife's love language. you know And then, you know, the flowers were kind of sitting on the table as flowers do. Um, and
2: uh, I was having a little bit of just a) She was
1: having a moment. A moment. Has anyone ever had a moment? Anybody
2: have a moment? moment. Anyone
1: ever have one of those moments where life just catches up with you and you're having a moment? Yeah, I see a few of you got your hands up. So I did the normal husband thing and I walked over and said, honey, it's going to be okay. And then I had this brilliant idea that was kind of not thought through real well. (laughs) And I dragged her over to the flowers and I started with one and I said, this one says I love you. I'm giving a voice to the flowers now. And this one says, you're amazing. And this one, and I kind of went through about five or six of them. And then I stopped. Big mistake. Because my wife looked at me and said, honey, there's 18 more. I want to hear what they have to say.
2: It was awesome. It was so
1: good. It was a great moment. He was successful. He was good. Then I said, Holy Spirit, please help me. I ask you for wisdom every day. And I love blessing my wife, but like to come up with 24 things on the fly was like, I was sweating.
2: You had to work real hard, eh?
1: I did a little bit, but I got through it. I was able to name all 24 flowers, spoke, and we're still married, so.
2: He's not hurt, no broken bones. It's okay. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. But, you know, um, sharing love in the home is very important, and there's different ways that we do that. It can be as simple as, um, you know, I start her car in the morning and make her a cup of tea so that when she runs out the door to go to work, she has a hot cup of tea in a warm car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Conversely, <laughs> there, is, there is other ways to um, demonstrate love. Sometimes it's listening, but you have to learn. Um, and, and I, we've shared on this, but each of our children receives and, and gives love differently. So we have to make a point to um, communicate with them in the style of love that they receive well. But there's other ways that we can show love also. And and I wanna play a video right now um, by Jesus Alive Ministries. So if you could play that for us.
0: Real challenges are faced on the continent of Africa. Right now, millions of people in Africa are experiencing chronic hunger and the threat of famine. They are starving to death we cannot rest while children and families suffer from hunger. The amazing truth is that you can participate with us to make a life-saving difference for these families. We've already been feeding here for more than six months and that's why you can see that the children are in a very different condition to the children in those villages where we
1: are not yet feeding.
0: This Christmas Please partner with us. Help us to feed a child for a month or for a year. Feed as many children as you can. Be their Christmas miracle.
1: So another way that we can share love is we can take care of some people that don't have the ability to take care of themselves. And I'll say this. um, My wife and I had the privilege of eating with Peter Nan on a couple occasions now. And they're, they're really the real deal. They go into a village, and they will dig a well, and then they will send some people in, and they'll teach them how to farm, and they try to transition people from poverty to sustainable economic income and growth for their region. And they're, they're a real blessing all over the nation. So they have a pretty low overhead. You can support a child for a year or five or six or 20 or 30. You know, It's another way for us to share love. Um, Another way that we can show love to people is we can pray together for our city and our nation. We have corporate prayer times where we invite the body of Christ to come together and cry out to God for him to move in our region and to heal the sick and to to bring about his kingdom here in Windsor-Essex. And, uh, you know, our prayer meetings, you know, there'll be one tonight from 6 to 8. I'll be here. You know, you're welcome to come join us. But we, we had one a few weeks ago for Windsor Essex, so we invited, and one lady came up to me after and she said, you know, Pastor RJ, I really intended to stay for one hour because that's all the time I had, but I couldn't leave. I ended up staying for two. And whether you come in for fifteen minutes and join us, or whether you stay for the two full hours, it doesn't really matter. We just want you to participate with us in prayer. You can volunteer. I know uh, Pastor Howie is usually looking for uh, drivers to go pick up some of the produce that they distribute, or some of the products that they distribute through the Windsor uh, Lifeline Outreach. And You know, if you're able to drive a truck and you're free during the week, a day, you can volunteer one day a week or a few hours a week. You know, maybe we can make a good arrangement there and you could serve others and use the gift God has given you. Not to mention the multiple ministry opportunities that we make available to you through our local church. Um, Because someone's watching your kids right now. (laughs) Right? And they're imparting to them and they're blessing them. Um, you can be a blessing to someone that doesn't have anyone this Christmas. There's a lot of lonely people around. There's a lot of people that have no family locally or no family at all. Find one of those people, invite them in so that they can celebrate with your family, so that they can celebrate with you. you know, And um, here's, a, here's a thing I picked up quite young. Bless people who don't have the ability to bless you back. Find someone that can't possibly, and then bless them, be a blessing to them. And, and really let's, as a community of believers, let's step outside of ourselves and let's just share the love of God with people. Ultimately, you have a living hope within you. You have the love that Jesus gave you within you. That's what we want to share. We want to share the message, but how do we do that? We give the message hands and feet and as we serve others. I mean, it might be so simple as shoveling someone's driveway or cleaning up their garage. Or children, teenagers, you want to freak your parents out? Clean your room. (laughs) Do your chores without being told. (laughs) This is love, you know? (laughs) That I lay my life down for others. And, And you know, God has given us so much. But really, we've now freely received and we can freely give. And, and, you know, as we're going through this, you know, this series, The Gifts of Christmas, where we talked about the gift of hope, the gift of love, Pastor Rick and Kathy are going to be back next week, and they're going to be talking about the gift of joy, you know, and then they're going to continue on with the gift of peace. And what happens is we have these gifts that God has given us, but he's given them to us with kind of like this expectation that we take, the good things He's given us and we share it with others. And why not share the love of God with other people? Why not? I mean, my hope, I want everyone to come into the kingdom of God. I want everyone to have a relationship with my Savior. I think that's God's hope. So as we go into communion today, I just want
2: to share with you, you know, the, the Word of God tells us that no greater love has any man than that. He laid down his life just speaking about a physical death, you wanting to give up your life for somebody else. You know, the word of Jesus also reminds us and tells us that to take up your cross, follow me. And another way that you really could say that, because that's what Jesus did, is take up your love walk and follow me. Because Jesus took up his love walk, his cross. And he demonstrated love for us and set the example for us and gave us that love. So now, as we take up our cross, our love walk and follow him, we continue forward and we walk in that love. And we are able to give that away to those around us. Without, It's not about us. Because the word tells us that when you try to keep your life, you will lose it. But when you give away your life, you'll find it. Amen. So Jesus, as we receive the bread today that represents your broken body, that your hands and feet were nailed to a cross because you loved us, Lord. You demonstrated amazing love, a love so powerful it covers everything. Makes all things new. Heals the broken by your brokenness. You give beauty for ashes, Lord God. We thank you so much that you walked in love toward us. That you gave your hands and feet because you loved us and you demonstrated that. So Father, I thank you that today each and every one of us would put hands and feet to our faith and our love walk, that we would take up our love walk and we would follow you, that we would look around and see the opportunities that you have given us, those divine appointments and connections that you've given us to pour out your love to a lost and dying world, to make a connection With somebody else that will be lasting and eternal. We thank you for your great love toward us and we receive your bread this morning, the bread this morning that represents all that you've done for us, Lord, in Jesus' name.
1: The cup of the new covenant. It purchased our freedom. And in the shed blood of Jesus, we have hope. We have love, no matter what. So Father, today, as we prepare our hearts, I thank you. Whether life is cruising along and we're enjoying the journey, or whether it's a struggle every day, we can reframe our view of life in light of your love that never ends and it never fails towards us. For those that struggle receiving love, Lord, I thank you that your supernatural love will flood over them now as we pray like liquid love. Release your love over your people. And I thank you, Lord, that we can take the gift that you've given us and share your love with others in this lost world that we live in. So we thank you, Lord, that we can receive it in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Enjoy today and share the gift of love with others as you go.